Welcome back, y'all. See, if I was really skilled at A, I would cue in Welcome Back with Mace, but you just gonna have me today. <laughs> you all, we are back. It's the season two premiere of The Revival. What's up, everybody? For those who are just tuning in, my name is Amber Jones. I am the host of this amazing podcast called The Revival faith, justice, and culture for the now generation. We are back and we are better than ever, y'all. We're back with a new vibe, with a new look, with a new fresh season. We are new, new. <laughs> I almost I almost call it ATL on the podcast. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But y'all, it's, it's a whole new vibe and I am... I'm just so hyped to to bring you everything that is in store. But before we do that, I figure we would just take this first episode just to re reintegrate back into the space. There's a lot that has happened since we um, did our first season and we had our season finale back in April, April of this year. So it's been almost six months, right? So let's catch up. Let's let's catch up. I want to take some time to really just talk about life. There's a lot of things in my life that are lifing right now. <laughs> There's a lot of things that have changed since I first um, began this ministry, began this endeavor. And I want to make sure I'm taking you all on a journey. I know I'm bringing on guests and having conversations with people in our community um, but also, I want to take some time just to open up space to share a little bit about where I am and what's going on in my life and what the Lord has been leading me into and what he has been doing for me. So we'll start with just a little life update. I also want to share more about our new brand. So if you've seen us on social media, okay, you looked up this uh, episode, okay, we got a new look, y'all. So I want to talk a little bit about that process and then just give you a preview of what's to come. So I won't be before you long, as the preachers say, but I really won't be before you long, like real talk. <laughs> so I, um, a lot's happened over the last several months. Um, when I first started this podcast back in January, I was knee deep in working in state government. Um, I was in the middle of applying to school. And actually I was... I was enrolled at that point. I was accepted and enrolled, but I just didn't tell nobody I was starting graduate school. So I got to give you some updates about that. But the Lord has just done my works this, like, you know, 2022 has kind of been my year. I, I, you know, I just have to flex in front. You know, I, I can't front about it. Like, I have to just talk about how God's been real good to me this year. <laughs> um, but with new responsibilities, you know, it, it causes you to mature and step up and really take ownership of what guys lead you into. But, um, it's been amazing, you know, uh, it's been amazing really seeing the manifestation of years of work, years of transformation, years of sanctification really start to come into the fall years of wrestling. I, me and God have wrestled, okay? And in some ways, we still wrestle. <laughs> but me and God have wrestled, and I've experienced a lot of low points. I've experienced a lot of personal shame. I've experienced a lot of um, 
just feeling lost, feeling like, am I on the right track? Um, does God have a plan for me? Like, I, I wouldn't say I didn't, I, I never questioned he had a plan for me. I just was like, well, why am I not on that track? Um, why am I feeling like I'm not there? And also just feeling like it took too long. Um, there are certain things that are coming into my life right now that I wished um, I had the opportunity to step into years ago. And I thought I would step into years ago, but God had other plans. And it took a long time for me to see um, how God's divine timing is the right timing. Um, and there are things that he is saying into motion, not just for me so that I can get to a certain place in a certain time, but so that he can actually place me in a certain context for such as time, such a time as this, as we talk about in the story of Esther. So I just want to encourage you all that sometimes it's not just about, you know, God's divine timing for you personally. It's about how you are part of God's divine orchestration and timing in ways that are bigger than you. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy kind of looking back and seeing like, wow, even all the times where I was brought low, honey, low, <laughs> all the times where I felt like I made tons of mistakes, all the times where, um, I really struggled were actually now things that are part of my testimony and your testimony, um, is when you know how you've seen God do amazing things in your life, that testimony is like the birthplace of your gospel message, right? How you got over. Um, it's the bedrock of everything. Um, even the, the Apostle Paul, he talks about how so much of how he knows how God is is based on what God has done for him, how he was taken from being someone who persecuted Christians to being one of the most studied and revered teachers of the faith, one of the um, most well-known ministers of the gospel. And the fact that God chose him in the midst of the persecution that he was unleashing unto his followers. So we, we just cannot discount the importance of our testimonies, y'all. We have stories of how God has shown up in our lives. And it doesn't have to be the rags to riches kind of testimony. It doesn't have to be flashy. It doesn't have to be something that's going to go viral. It is the truth of how the gospel has been lived out in your life. That God came and sought you. That God came and found you. That God came and loved you. Even when you did not deserve to be loved. How he poured out mercy over you. How he forgave you of any type of transgressions that you had placed upon him. And then he pulled you out of the mud. How he pulled you out of the valley. And then put you on a journey and a path to righteousness and glory. Like, y'all, that's the gospel. That's the gospel. Um, at the heart of it is about how God pursued us despite us. And so I just really want to encourage you all to never let go of your testimony. Never let anyone tell you that your testimony um, is not a place where God can move. Um, that And ask God, there are places in your life that you're struggling to see how God was at work or how God is a part of that story. 
Ask him in prayer and he will show you. Ask him in prayer and he will reveal to you how it has all come together. All things work together for the good. Okay? All things work together for good. And so I just wanted to encourage you all about that. Okay. Life update. Okay. So like I said, <laughs> um, I started this podcast in January and um, let me say, y'all, the first half of January was a beast. It was a beast. Um, between doing this podcast and starting this ministry, I also was working full time as a policy advisor. And that was the beginning of the session. And so everyone knows when legislative session starts, it's just kind of, you kind of got to go with the flow. Your time is not fully your own. <laughs> There's a lot of deadlines to me. There's a lot of, um, keeping up with relationships, you know, between legislators, between lobbyists, between community leaders and activists, um, between, um, agencies. It's, it's just a lot. It's a lot. And particularly with my portfolio also, um, just heavy work, heavy, heavy work, and um, really had to lean on the Lord to really get me through that time. Um, and that's just kind of, I've realized that we've all kind of been baptized, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Um, whoever is touching any type of work in the public safety space in Minnesota um, in these last few years, um, we've kind of been baptized into this life of just, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard on the soul. Um, it's a constant fight. It is, um, it's, it's not easy. It's just not easy. And so I just want to continue to lift up each and every person in every space, people out on the ground, people who are organizing, people who are activists, um, people who are in the system, people who are trying to make changes in policy, um, people who are trying to make changes in, um, in actual departments that touch this work. Uh, we, it's, it's hard work. It's hard work. I want to also lift up our legal community. One of the benefits um, of being part of this work was really understanding the legal aspects and the, those who are, who are seeking to be advocates for others. And, um, I mean, that's godly work in itself to be an advocate for someone who needs advocacy. Um, but I want to also lift them up as well. This is this is not an easy time to be in this work. Um, but thankful for the fact that there is a community of people out there who are leading with their hearts open and out in front, um, really trying to imagine a new world for us, a new community, a new state, a new city um, that can be safe for us all. So that was a hard time, y'all. And I had to really pray and work through it um, and, and just hold fast to the fact that God is going to transform me through this experience and transform me he did. He really brought a lot of confidence in me and my leadership. He brought a lot of confidence in my ability to navigate complex problems and, and major systems. He gave me a lot of confidence to interact with our leaders, um, our, our government leaders, our elected officials, um, leaders and companies. Like I gained a lot of confidence in being able to represent myself and represent whoever those I'm working for um, and to also stay true to who I am and stay true to my mission. So I am so incredibly grateful for the experience I had at the Capitol. 
also very grateful to not be at the Capitol. <laughs> I'm grateful to have made a switch and I'm now working back in the community um, and doing work that I know is at the heart of my mission, really advancing um, outcomes to address racial disparities for black Minnesotans and centering the voices of black Minnesotans. And so I am so grateful to how God has equipped me through that season in, in the public sphere to continue to do the work I need to do for my community. So all glory be to God. Um, I also did a lot of other work as well. Um, I was in a policy fellowship and I'm grateful for that experience, was able to finish that experience and graduate from my program. Um, I was also um, serving um, at the time for the city of St. Paul on their reparations committee. And we were tasked with creating an ordinance, a draft ordinance for the city to adopt that will create a permanent reparations commission. And oh my goodness, I didn't realize just how monumental that work was until I was able to actually physically be in the room with community members and fellow community members and just talking about the weight of the work that we had done to draft this ordinance and how it was rooted in community voice and rooted in the voices of Black Americans um, and historic St. Paul, Minnesotans. And uh, I'm just so grateful to the city of St. Paul. Thank you so much for the ability to serve. Thank you to the committee members. I was able to share space and, and work alongside. Um, thank you to the city council members. Thank you to the mayor uh, who have been supportive of this work to advance reparations for um, African descendants of slavery in the city of St. Paul. Thank you for your work. Um, and y'all was teaching Bible studies at church and lean devotionals. Like, and on top of that, bought a house. Like, y'all, it was crazy. These first, like, five months of <laughs> 2022, I don't know how I did it. Um, and, yeah, I, I mean, I'm so grateful to be a homeowner as well. I'm so grateful to be able to invest in a home in a community that I believe so much about. Um, I'm not going to tell you my location, but <laughs> people know me, know where I live. Um, and I'm back in the same Minneapolis. I will say that, but, um, I'm just, I'm just so grateful to how God has led me through all of it. But y'all, by the time I got to May, I was dog it tired. I was dog it tired y'all. And I just, um, Going into the summer, I I knew I had to take some time to rest, but I really didn't take it as seriously. And it wasn't until I actually heard a word from my pastor um, at a local revival, and it just had me slain in the spirit. Y'all was at the at the altar, boohoo crying, boohoo crying. So I knew it was real. It was just I was so tired. I was so tired. And even though I did amazing work. And I uh, made, you know, was able to to claim all these accomplishments for myself. Um, I was exhausted. I was exhausted, and I just have to like talk about this on the podcast. So if you follow me or you follow the revival, you saw that I went into a season of rest, and um, I really tried to focus on just spending time with God, spending time in nature with friends, doing like my housewarming. And kind of doing some stuff for the podcast and for my job, but not much else. I really had to declutter my life and just hear from God. And he told me a lot of things in that season. But one of them was like, 
you need to create a new rhythm of your life. You need to create a new rhythm for your life because you should not be burnt out. You should not be burnt out by doing the things I'm calling you to do, especially as a woman who ain't got no kids, you single, you doing you, um, you don't, no one's depending on you. Um, it's just you and Leo, your cat. <laughs> but um, you are in a season where you can accomplish amazing things in my name and you can rest and you can spend time with your loved ones and you can... Um, pour yourself out in devotion to me at the same time. Like all of that is possible. And um, I really have not looked back. Um, I really took it to heart the fact that, you know, we as humans made in the image of God, we are not gods. <laughs> we are not gods. We cannot bend time into our favor. Um, we cannot, you know, expect to work our way into exhaustion and then still be able to to actually enjoy the life that God has given us. And so um, I really took some time to discern like what should be my priorities be and asking God, what should my priorities be? And he made them clear that, um, you know, there are core priorities that I need to be focused in in this season, which means I can't say yes to everything. And that's been a challenge for me sometimes because there are things I want to contribute to. There are spaces that I want to be, um, but God's saying it's not the time for that. This is the time for certain things. I need you to grow the revival. He has given me such a mighty vision for this work, y'all. It's much bigger than a podcast. And he said, I need you to come, I need you committed to my work. I need you committed to this mission I gave you. Um, you are doing amazing work in your job. I need you to be focused on that. You're doing amazing work in school. And I'll talk about school in a moment. You need to be focused. You need to be focused. And I promise you, you will be able to have the kind of impact that you think you can have um, in my name with me leading the way. And you can go to sleep at night. Okay. <laughs> you can go kicking with your friends on the weekends. You can cook. You can work out. You can travel. You can spend time with your family. You can do all of the other things. And you can get this work in too. And so um, that was just, that was really good because I realized I was like, I cannot live that way like I did. I, I had to for the moment, for the season. I had to push through and um, excel and, and complete these certain commitments um, because it was really important for the work that I am doing in the future. But I can't do it in that way anymore. And I really want to encourage people to really go to God, go to God with your plans and go to God with your schedule. Um, because there is plenty of pressure in the world, especially in this country and especially on social media to be able to be like a jack of all trades. And I just don't believe that is what God is calling us into, especially in this new season. We went through over two years of COVID and we we struggle so much with just slowing down and simplifying our lives and really coming to terms of what is important, what is the important priorities. We struggle so much with that. And I think we still struggle with that. Um, so I feel like God's going to keep giving us opportunities to get it right until we get it right. You know what I'm saying? So I just really want to lay that with you. Um, 
lay that on the throne for you all and really pray for you all um, that God will lead you into a, a divine rhythm of life um, that will be able to sustain you, um, that will be in his will for you, that will be able to sustain the work that you are called to do and all the responsibilities around that, but also be able to give you rest, give you peace and give you joy. I really want to speak that over you. Okay, y'all. So the last major update I want to share is that I am now officially a seminarian. <laughs> I have gone back to school and it has been long overdue. <laughs> and I am just so grateful to God that he has led me to this chapter of my life where I really get to, one, advance my education. I'm getting my master's degree. And I'm also deepening my theological knowledge and it's at the intersections of justice and reconciliation. So that's my program. I have a I'm getting a Master of Arts degree in Justice and Reconciliation. And I have started my courses. And I am just overwhelmed with the goodness of God. I started with, a, with my theology class, my first theology class. And I just, I'm just in awe, first of all, that... Um, I have been reared in the faith faithfully um, by all of my teachers, my pastors, my family, um, and the knowledge that I am gaining in my courses only affirms the faith that has already been placed within me. And I think that's really important to talk about, especially as a black woman. Um, it's really important to lift up the fact that our communities um, and not every church, obviously, there are some churches who are not faithful to the word of God, and we can talk about them another day. But I want to talk about the churches who have been faithful to God's word, whose theology is sound and it's um, sophisticated. It is high in the theological sense. It has a high Christology. It has a high view of the faith. I really want to just lift you up and give you your roses. Um, because our people have been sustained through generations and through centuries um, by people who have been faithful to God's word, who have been faithful to the spirit, leading them in this faith, in a faith that is not lifting up oppression, that is not lifting up bigotry, that is not lifting up subjectivity, but is lifting up freedom, freedom for us all in Christ and stepping into the power that God has working within us. And so I just felt very affirmed. I was speaking to my grandmother about it because um, she told me, like, if you got any questions as you go in the seminary, call me. I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> I was speaking to my grandmother about it. And I was like, Grandma, like, I know a lot of this. And it's, I'm not really wrestling the ways in which I thought I would wrestle with the, the, the core tenets of my faith. And that was just so incredibly affirming that God has led me from the very beginning, from my Black Baptist upbringing, um, from all the different denominations I've experienced, from my own personal study of the scriptures when I was locked up in COVID. <laughs> but God has led me. And I want to just encourage you all that the Holy Spirit is going to lead you as well. 
He's going to lead you to faithful churches in your own community, from your own cultural context. He's going to lead you to faithful leaders who can disciple you. He's going to lead you to people, places, and things um, that's going to show you his glory. Um, and so I just want to encourage you, encourage you, especially for people who may be considering seminary, um, that um, I was told this coming into school to really become clear on what you believe and why you believe it, because they're going to challenge everything, right? Um, and so I had the opportunity to really meditate on, yeah, this is what I believe about God, um, and even having conversations with some of my friends who have gone through seminary and um, their experiences after that, and just I just heard from those conversations just ringing very clearly, like, we all may depart in different ways and directions about how we interpret the scriptures and for different contexts and situations. But this is but what the core of the faith is. Like we need to be on one accord in that regard. And I just felt amazing confirmation over that. And so I'm really excited for what's to come in this experience. I have not been in school since like 2015. And so I'm just trying to get my brain right around homework and readings and writings. And um, it's exciting. It's an exciting time. Like, I enjoy what I'm doing. Um, I loved, I had a weekend intensive and I was like, man, I'm about to be in school like all weekend and I'm going to be in class for like 20 hours. But by the end of the, I was so, I was looking forward to being in class and I enjoyed every minute of it. And I was like refreshed and energized for what's to come. And that just really fills me. And so I'm really optimistic. I know um, it's not going to be an easy journey, but I am optimistic that God's going to carry me. I ask you all for your prayers for me. I'm asking for prayers, y'all. Because I got to work and I got to go to school and I got to give y'all this content that y'all fiending for. Okay. <laughs> so um, I'm just looking forward to this journey. I'm looking forward to building with other scholars, other theologians, black theologians, womanist theologians across this country who are also committed to the same missions. And um, I know this is going to really bring a richness to this podcast and bring a perspective into Minnesota into, and also to just help build this community. There's a lot of great people in this community already now, and I'm so grateful to build more relationships with people that I can bring on the show and to introduce you all as well. So yeah, that's, that's life y'all. Life is life and for real. <laughs> Life is lifing for real, but God's incredibly good, and he's so intentional in everything that he does. So um, so I talked a lot about me. Now I want to talk a little bit more about what's new at the revival. So I mentioned that we have a new look, y'all. We got a facelift, okay? We got our face beat, Okay. <laughs> Um, I spent this summer as we were preparing for, um, season two, the launch, I knew, let me tell y'all, when I first dropped the podcast, I knew I was like, we're going to have to get a new look and I don't know how to do that. So I, I don't know how to design things. So I'm going to have to go find someone <laughs> who's going to be able to execute on a vision that I give them <laughs> and we just go pray that we can pull it together. So so uh, when we went on break, I started to think about um, what I needed to get 
get clear on with a new brand identity and was able to uh, bring on an amazing young woman um, who from the very beginning, I could tell she was very much committed to making sure that her knowledge and expertise could benefit um, the revival in its future. So I want to shout out Taikia. Um, she is with Fourth Realm Agency. That's at the number four TH Realm Agency on Instagram. I just want to thank her so much for uh, this new facelift, this new beat, right, that the revival has. Um, it's just so amazingly powerful. We were able to spend a little over a month together really digging deep into the goals of the revival, um, really thinking about what our Danny wants to be, what our voice, um, what sh our voice should be. Um, and at the heart of it, I really want to evoke both power and grace. Um, that God, our God is powerful and he's also gracious. And I feel like when we are in the space of talking about justice on um, platforms like these, um, especially with the voices that we're lifting up, um, in our community, when I'm looking at brands, um, there are very few brands that I felt like were able to convey both the boldness and the confidence and the power, um, but also the grace, also being welcoming and inviting. And so um, that was something that really came to the fold. And I really hope that it's showing up um, in the brand identity that we have. We have um, good color contrast. We have um, the fonts that we chose um, are both gracious, but they evoke some power um, and they have a little bit of dimension in them. As always, we want to uh, keep things Christ-centered. And so the cross is on everything, y'all. And it's not for no gimmicky purposes. It's really trying to keep Christ-centered. We want people to know what this platform is about. We want people to know who we are lifting up from the very beginning. Um, and then if you are looking at particularly our cover art. So the cover art, um, in the background, there's a watermark that says for the now generation. You all always hear me say when I introduce a show that it's faith, justice, and culture for the now generation. And I really want to um, keep that tagline center. I'm really glad that Taikia made sure to keep it center um, because it's talking about us as millennials, y'all. It's our time. Our time is now. Our time is now to lead, right? To step into leadership, um, to shift our communities, to shift our politics, um, to shift the culture, right? We are not babies anymore. <laughs> Shout out to my brother, Javante Patton. He had a post talking about his church, The Wave, and how it is not a church for kids. <laughs> he said, we are grown adults. We have families. We are running businesses. I said, shout out to my, to my brother, uh, Pastor Javante Patton. And that's so true. Like, the, the millennial generation, we are very much adults now. We are past the developmental stages. <laughs> Our brains are fully developed. Um, we are in a space where um, we're in various stages of kind of new adulthood or middle-aged adulthood, but um, we are in a space right now where we are no longer the young. And I think it's really important for us to shift our perspective from kind of following behind to leading alongside. 
And so I'm really um, grateful for um, how that tagline is, is being more prominently used on our platforms and in our brand identity. So I am so grateful once again for Takia and her work. Um, she is a powerful woman of God. Um, and I just, I saw how the revival was resonating with her from me just talking, talking what God told me in, in visions and revelations. And it was, it was an amazing, um, encounter and it was an amazing confirmation that, um, the work that we are doing is super important and it needs to go forth and that God is leading us every step of the way. So thank you so much once again, Takia, for your love and care over this podcast. I told you that you are not just designing brands for people. You are advancing the ability for people to have strong ministries, that when they have a strong brand, they can reach more people. And that's an, that um, supports their evangelistic mission. So thank you so much. All right, y'all. I told y'all I was not going to be here before you long. So I'm going to spend just a couple more minutes <laughs> chatting with y'all and just get you hyped because it's a new season, right? It's a new season. So that means we have new content coming. So I am super excited to share a couple of updates with you about how we're going to move forward with season two and hopefully with future seasons. Um, first and foremost, as you know, in season one, we were dropping episodes every other Monday. We are now dropping episodes every Monday. Yes, y'all, we are going to weekly episodes. And I'm so excited for that. I want to really make sure that you are able to follow our season on a regular basis, follow the content that's coming out on a regular basis. And so I'm excited to be able to give you all content weekly from now on. We are still going to do uh, seasons, though. Um, So that means I'm not coming to you every single week all 52 weeks with content. I'm not going to do that because Shorty needs rest. (laughs) But I can tell you, we're going to give you a really strong season um, each and every season. But y'all, I'm I'm staying in my my Issa Rae vibe. Like, she's like, you're only getting 30-minute episodes. You're only getting 8 to 10 episodes. Like, y'all are only getting, like, limited series out of me. Because also, I really want to... um, the podcast is one of many offerings we need to build out. Um, and we're going to continue to keep doing great content, but there's work to be done in our actual communities. And so I want to be able to have space and capacity to continue to give you great content on the show and then also be able to do the work offline that needs to be done. So, yes, but we are going to weekly episodes. Second is um, I'm going to start to do more of series-based content. Um, One, it just helps me to organize um, how to structure content for the podcast, but also it allows me to really go into prayer about what are some key conversations that we need to be having on the show and then how can I um, create a series that can help us really go into the depths of of that content. And so I'm hoping to do like one, um, at least one to two series every season, being able to touch on things that are happening in our political justice climate. But also we say we're at the intersections of faith, justice, and culture. So I want to make sure we're giving you some content that's going to help you grow in your relationship with God, grow in the Christian faith, and also grow in community. And so I will say not every single episode is going to be super politically driven, 
um, but it's going to continue to contribute to the greater mission of the revival. Finally, I want to give you um, a sneak peek into our first series. And so you've been following us on social media. You've already seen we've been doing some elections content with our Revive the Vote series. And we are also going to pair that with our first series here on the podcast. And so I'm really excited to bring on some great leaders in our community and in the political sphere over the next several weeks as we are going through election season. And so, um, yeah, I'm hype, y'all. Like these conversations I had, they are going to bless you. They're going to challenge you. They're going to encourage you. And they're going to activate you. And so um, y'all got to pull up, okay? Pull up to each and every conversation that we have on the podcast over the next several weeks as we focus on the midterm election season. Okay, y'all. So I hope y'all ready because it's, it has been so hard, especially as we were going through the brand refresh, y'all. It was so hard. Not just wanting to do like a sneak peek drop, you know, show y'all what was coming out. Now it's out. Now I'm super happy. (laughs) It's out now. It's out now. Um, so as we wrap up this episode of the revival, I want to do a couple of housekeeping notes. First of all, You may have noticed if you follow us on Instagram or on Facebook that we have changed our handle. We have changed our handle to the Revival MN. So we are now the Revival MN on everything. We're the Revival MN on Instagram and on Facebook. You can even search the Revival MN on all of our podcast platforms. And I'll talk a little bit about that later. And you can find the podcast there. Um, Our official name on the podcast platforms is the Revival Podcast, but our author name is the Revival MN. So you should be able to find us everywhere on the Revival MN. And a couple of reasons why we made that switch. First of all, TC Power was a little bit hard for people to remember. And so I want to simplify the brand identity. Um, But also, I think it's important to broaden the scope a little bit. First of all, people are going to know us by our state more than anything. People, people know Minnesota by Minnesota. Maybe Minneapolis. <laughs> but they know us by Minnesota first and foremost. And we want to make sure that people can really connect with the geography in which we live. Um, also, we have black people all across this state. And we have faithful black people across the state. And I want to make sure that there is room for people in Greater Minnesota, people in Duluth, Rochester, Mankato, St. Cloud, Um, and everywhere else y'all at, that you can tap in and feel like you're a part of this community as well. And so um, that was really important to make that shift, um, both for brand clarity, but also for how we are going to envision growing this community in the future. And that we're stronger together um, if we are really working across the metro area and greater Minnesota divides. So... Want to make sure you all know we are on the Revival MN on everything. So follow us on Facebook at the Revival MN. Follow us on Instagram at the Revival MN, right? Also, podcast platforms, y'all, you have got to subscribe. Subscribe, okay? Um, We are able to grow this podcast the more that people are actually activating their engagement on the platforms themselves. So please be a subscriber. And also listen to the content, but please don't just press play and then log off, right? 
please be a subscriber. That way, each and every episode that comes out, you'll get a notification on your mobile device or on your laptop that a new episode has dropped. They'll go into your library and then you can listen from there. Um, so we are on, as you know, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on iHeartRadio, and we have now added Google to the roster. So you can listen to us from those four platforms. Once again, you can search the Revival MN and you should be able to find us. But the official name of the podcast is the Revival Podcast. And you'll see my face in the place. Okay. So I just want to make sure that we are doing all that we can to make sure that this platform can reach far and wide, y'all. Far and wide. So please, whenever episodes are coming out, please share them on social media. We'll always have a post um, announcing who's um, our guest on the show. We'll have content coming out, highlighting some really great nuggets from the conversation. Um, Please subscribe on our podcast platforms and also rate us and leave a review. Please, if you are resonating with some of the, the nuggets from these conversations, Please leave a comment because I actually want to know. Like, I want to know. Like, do you like what we're talking about? Is something really hitting you? Is the Holy Spirit leading you in a particular way? Um, I really want to hear your feedback. And so um, please, please reach out and share with me um, what you are resonating with on the podcast. Um, You can also reach me on my personal Instagram page as well. Uh, My account is linked on the Revivals page. So feel free to connect. Um, There's a lot of great work to do. And so we're going to get right into it, y'all. There's so much work to be done. But I just want to leave you all with this note. Um, And there's one thing I have noticed this year is that God is up to something. God is extremely powerfully up to something. There is a lot of leadership from the millennial generation in the black community, really stepping into their callings. I have several friends who have become pastors for the first time. I have friends who are launching ministries. I have have met people who have been moving here to lead churches. Um, There is, there's something afoot here. There is something happening in the midst. And I don't want you all to miss it, okay? I don't want you to miss the work that the Lord is setting up in this season. Um, A lot of us are asking, like, what's the answer to what's happening in our community? And God has made it very clear to me that the answer is us. That he is equipping us to be the answers. He's equipping us to do the work that's going to address the issues Um, that our community needs, that's going to serve our youth, our actual youth um, in a meaningful way, um, that's going to honor our elders in a meaningful way, that's going to um, strengthen our families in a meaningful way, that's going to strengthen our economy in a meaningful way. Like God is really equipping us to do something major in this season. And so I just wanted to leave you um, with that word from the Lord I want to lift you all up in prayer. This is uh, October. There's a lot going on um, for people who are actually in election season, whether you're um, running for office or you're working on campaigns. Um, This is like the last stretch, and we want to lift you up in prayer. Uh, We want to lift up, continue to lift up our communities in the Twin Cities and across the state of Minnesota. 
Uh, we want to lift up our uh, faithful leaders in our churches um, who continue to do the work to serve the Lord in our communities each and every day. Um, we want to thank you. Thank you for your obedience. Um, and we continue to ask that the, that the Lord that loves us all pours out love and grace and peace and rest upon you and your families. So y'all, it's about to get real. <laughs> it's about to get real. Um, but I'm so grateful that you are here with us as we are kicking off season two. We will be back next week for our first episode of our Revive the Vote series, and you do not want to miss it. We're going to be talking about the state of affairs politically, both nationally and locally in Minnesota. So we're going to get some high-level political analysis to you all, and it's going to be it's going to be dope. Y'all going to love it. <laughs> so at this point, I will be signing off, and thank you all for tuning in. Let's, let's be clear, y'all. We're not just listening, though. We're activating our engagement with the Revival. So as a reminder, <laughs> we are following the Revival MN on Facebook and Instagram. We are subscribing on any of our podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, and iHeartRadio. Thank you all for your support. We will see you next week for our next episode of the Revival, Faith, Justice, and Culture for the Now Generation. Peace.